Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you harlots of the Hocus Pocus, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. You don't need to adjust your volume. I am Little Leah, just come back from Vegas with a case of the germs. And with me, as always, is the lovely Carla Wainwright. Hey, Carla. Hey, Leah. I'm curious. Does everything that happens in Vegas stay in Vegas or you got anything well, this, to say? This fucking came home with me. Do you, do you <laughs> want to like go flip your speaker over Howard Stern style to crank up the volume? And I'll be like, uh, <laughs> it's your jollies, boys and girls. Because I need more variation is, in that tone. <laughs> my voice is extra husky. I licked door handles. Sadly, no dicks. <laughs> hey mom hope you're not listening to this <laughs> there's a whole lot of episodes i hope she has yeah, too hey like fuck my mom knows she's not allowed to listen to this show if we still want to remain related um yeah so i had a really great time i met so many fantastic people i do have to give a shout out to my friend fading arcader his name is john fading arcader is his twitter name but he gave me a gift at the jamboree and it you know it resonates with our topic today so he actually gave me uh the universal monsters tarot deck it's fucking beautiful i love it thank you john and yes spoiler we're talking about tarot cards so we're keeping on with spooky season and aside from all things that go bump in the night next to valentine's day tarot readers all over the world see a drastic bump in bookings for readings in october And if you've ever listened to the show before, you know, I've read cards since I was 15, but maybe until like five years ago, I wasn't actually confident to professionally read for others. So today I'm going to give you all the hot tips to fast track your learning and help you avoid the pitfalls that held me back. But first, so Carla doesn't murder me, I'm going to get her to kick things off with a little bit of tarot history. Thanks, Leah. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just a given now. We can't talk about anything without, you know, time traveling. I know. Okay, so in the late 1300s, some of the earliest known tarot-like cards were painted by uh, Jacques-M. Grignonneur to entertain Charles VI of France. Um, And then circa 1450, the Visconti Sforza tarot deck was created, and 74 of its cards remained intact today, which is amazing. That is crazy. Yeah, making it the most complete of the earliest known tarot decks. Uh, then in the 15th century, the opulent hand-painted cards became popular among the wealthy families of Milan. And at this time, tarot was called Carta de Triofoni, or a deck of cards including triumphs. So triumphs, in, in this case, might refer to the trump cards, which were included in the deck. And it wasn't until 1530 that cards were referred to as a tarocci, tarocci? which serves as the origin of the word tarot as we know today. And the origin of the word tarocci is unknown, but it may relate to the Taro River in northern Italy, which makes sense because Milan is in the northern Italy. Uh, what started as a card game similar to bridge gradually evolved into something more profound by the 18th century. And so a French author named Antoine Corde de uh, Jebelin is credited as the first writer to introduce occultists to the concept of tarot. And so later... Jean-Baptiste Alliette 
released the first tarot deck um, explicitly explicitly used for divinatory divinatory purposes. I love that you can do your fake French. It's real French, but you're way better at pronouncing these names than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Antoine, blah, 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 blah. Well, it helps that I come from Montreal, so. Yeah, it does. You've got that on you. (laughs) Um, But without a doubt, the most famous deck in the world is the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. It's been printed millions of times, and it's the foundation of any other tarot deck you see today. So, Carla, I also gave you some history on this very important deck. Yes, and that was my first deck, as it is probably for many of us. I hope that it is. Yes. So Arthur Edward Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith created this deck, with both of them stemming from an occult background with the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. So Arthur contracted Pamela to do the art for his deck after being influenced by photographs that he of a set that he saw from around 1490 in the British Museum when he visited in the early 1900s. And so this deck was to be primarily used for divination. So her drawings were heavily laden with meetings, with meanings. So first published in 1909, it's also the very first deck ever printed in English. And while the deck was successful in occult circles, it actually didn't hit mainstream until sometime well after both their deaths. That's sad. Um, Waite died in 1942 and Smith 16 years later after him. So then enter Stuart R. Kaplan, who was a graduate of the Wharton School of Business. And Kaplan was working in New York City in the late 1960s, and he was managing mines in West Virginia and Pennsylvania when he went to Germany for a business trip in 1968. And ending up out of curiosity on his free time, uh, going to the Nuremberg Toy Fair. So he was intrigued by finding tarot decks there. And he cut a deal to import a few thousand of the decks known as the Swiss 1JJ Tarot to sell in the States. And so successful enough in his efforts, he began to look for other tarot decks to import. And so in the meantime, he wrote the first of his many, many books on tarot, uh, tarot cards for fun and fortune telling published in 1970. And in 71, he began to sell a Marseille-style tarot deck and wrote a second more detailed book called Tarot Classic. And then this book delved into the history of tarot. And for the first time, Kaplan wrote about Arthur Waite. And soon after, Kaplan negotiated with the British company that held the rights to the Rider Waite deck, which he says um, wasn't selling decks at that point. So Kaplan wouldn't import the cards. Working with the writer and blessing of Waite's only surviving heir, her daughter Sybil, Kaplan would own the rights to publish them in the United States. And so by the mid-1970s, tarot was on its way to becoming popular in the mainstream. And almost everyone's tarot cards came from the same place, U.S. Game Systems Incorporated. It's a pretty wild story. Um, It is. So why is this deck so important? Because every single deck you come across today is based on it. Sure, some artists change imagery uh, or the suit names, but if you don't understand the basics of this deck, you're not going to understand variations that may come your way. And that was honestly my biggest mistake as a young reader. I didn't feel connected to the artwork back then, and my first deck was very much did not reflect the core messaging. Like, it, it had changed the suits to different names and stuff like that. And I was constantly looking things up for years, reading from a book. So while connecting with the deck is huge, my biggest advice is to first learn from the rider weight and then expand. Yeah, that's a that's actually really, really great advice. Um, so Leah, do you have any tips for learning tarot quickly? Yeah, so while each card has many, many meanings, this formula should help you sort things out. So 
Off the top, a tarot deck has 78 cards, and it's split into two groups, the major arcana, the minor arcana. Uh, to me, learning the major is much easier than the minor because it tells the story of the fool's journey, and it also only has 22 of the 78 cards. And they represent the major life themes like falling in love, challenging authority, even bad news. And you want to think of these things as like the bigger picture of life, whereas the minor arcana is more like everyday situations. Um, so we meet the fool, first of all, at zero. He's nothing. We then follow his character on an intriguing journey, much like the sort of heroes in myths and legends. There's learning, there's failing, there's choices, there's mistakes, there's spirituality and materialism. There are great moments of clarity and periods of destruction and loss. And ultimately, we reach the end with the world card and the journey is complete. So it's helpful to think about the cards in sequ sequence as it's a as a progression. Wow, my Vegas voice is kicking in. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Also, too, when you're looking at these cards, there's tons of archetypes in the Major Arcana. They offer us a way of understanding concept, complex concepts uh, through a familiar form. So the, the Hermit, he's a really good example. He's a hooded figure, bearded, leaning on his staff, living alone atop of a mountain or on the edge of a forest. Death is another. The Grim, Grim Reaper, we all know what that guy looks like or girl. Skeletal, cloaked in black, coming for us all, reminding us of our own mortality and that things all end or, you know, in the case of tarot, they they change. But then moving to the major arcana, I, re um, I recommend you get acquainted with the sequence and the fool's journey, plus the figures who are the archetypes, because you want to spend time looking up the keywords for each of these before you branch out into their deeper meanings. And also pay attention for common symbols to make your interpretations. So yeah, spread them all out. One to 22. Take a look yeah. at the major figures in there. Watch the story of the fool as he progresses. That's what I was going to ask you. I've never done it that way. So that makes a lot of sense to lay to lay it out and have this, this story conveyed through the symbolism and the pictures and all of that. And probably just looking at that for some time gives you a lot of insight into being able to read those cards more accurately. Excuse me. Cough a lot. Sir coughs <laughs> a lot over here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a good way to do it. And they are the like, I still want you to go look up what things mean, but look for a site and we're going to attach these to our show notes, but start with keywords. You don't have to be like, oh, and in love, it means this. And in business, it means this. Start with keywords, learn slow. Always mm -hmm. remember the story. Totally. Okay. So what about the other 56 in the minor arcana? So I think those new to tarot have more of an issue trying to learn those cards. Yeah, they seem they can seem really daunting, but here's a really great method. This is something to always take forward with you. Um, so there's four suits, wands, swords, pentacles, and cups. Each suit ranges from ace all the way through the king, much like a regular deck of playing cards. So you're always going to want to remember um, of each of these suits. Wands represents action, passion, creativity. Doesn't matter what number it is. That's the area that it's falling into. Same with the swords. They're about the mind, communication, and truth. Cups represent emotion and love. And pentacles represent material objects, abundance, and being grounded. Okay, quick question. If it's like the regular deck of cards, what are the extra four cards? Like you have 52 cards in a deck of cards, playing cards. Are you talking about the court cards, like the pages, the... Yeah, nine, like in the minor arcana, you have 56. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so the extra the cards are the pages and the are the pages and the knights. Because in the okay. deck of cards, it goes to 10. And then, oh, no, there's Jack and Ace. So Jack. it's just one extra card. Jack, Jack, Queen, King. 
Right. So this you have one a page would be the pages. And a knight. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess the knight would be like the the jacks. Right. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay, so then what about the numbers? So ace, two, three, etc. Uh, so no matter what suit you're in, like I just mentioned, like wands are you know, passion, creativity, etc. In uh, the number of each card represents some of. Uh, bleh, let's rewind. <laughs> What's no matter what suit you're in, the number of each card re- represents similar values in each suit. So, for example, aces always represent new beginnings. Doesn't matter what what suit you're falling into there. Sevens always offer a choice. Tens represent a form of completion to the story. Pages are always messengers and so on. So when you know those values, and again, you can go look up, go look up what ones mean, twos mean, threes, etc. You don't necessarily have to just look and see, oh, ace of wands, etc. You learn those, you learn what each of those numbers in a numerod numeral numerological value, you're going to get it a lot quicker. Um, So going back to the aces, for example, every time we see it, we know that no matter the suit, it's always going to be a beginning, an opportunity, just in a different realm, basically what I just said. So cups, the start of opportunity for romance. This is breaking this down to like give a bit of better idea of what I just said. The start of romance or an opportunity, wands as an ace, uh, beginning an offer or action, passion, creativity, ace of swords, an opening for communication or receiving an epiphany, pentacles, it's an offer for career, money, or business. It's also important to note that each suit is also represented by an element, just to confuse you a little bit more. Wands always represent fire, cups always represent water, swords always represent air, and pentacles always represent earth. So relying on the numerology and elemental understandings before continuously looking up full explanations will definitely help you get a good footing in learning tarot. Absolutely. Getting really grounded in the the fundamentals of that. Another question, though. do you know if there's any association between the meaning of the numbers in tarot and numerology? So like ones have, you know, if we look at numerology, the numbers one through nine, like when people are doing that, maybe you don't know the answer to that question, but like five, you know, is associated with family and numerology. I'm just curious if the number. Well, yes, that's exactly what I was just explaining, right? But there's a similarity between those two systems. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I miss that. I I thought I wasn't sure, but that's awesome. Okay. So obviously there's a lot more to tarot <laughs> than one thinks. Uh, yeah. Tell us more. Oh yeah. There's way more. I fully encourage you looking up the meaning of cards uh, while your intuition is going to be a big part in interpreting. I'm old school and definitely rely on what Smith and Waite intended. Um, what if you're doing a love reading and everything's coming up pentacles? By understanding the simple formula that I just, you know, had went through, you'll be a lot less lost. And when you're comfortable there, that's when you branch out. Learn what the pentacles means in a love situation. There's lots of good references out there. But to get a footing into understanding, you know, figure out the numerology, figure out the suits, you know, like the elementals, and it's going to take you a really long way. Okay, so important question. What about the reverse cards? Spoiler, I'm actually an upright card reader myself. I'm bougie like that. But yes, reverse definitely has meanings. And the easiest way to understand that, it's the opposite of the right side up. So I would say when you first start learning, maybe do right side up. Once you got a good foot of that, flip it over and be like, okay, well, what is the 
opposite of fighting. Oh, well, we're getting along. Right. So it's easy to interpret like that. Right. Do you think that, you know, if you choose to be um, a right side up reader, an upright reader, card reader, um, because you have that intention as a reader, I'm just curious, like how that would, how it would play out differently if somebody was having their cards read by somebody who interpreted them upside down as well. Like, I don't know. To me, there's, you know, to me, there are 78 cards. There's always a card in the deck that like what can come up that can be an opposite, you know, mm-hmm. like upright. It means like, you know, the similar to one that might be reversed elsewhere. Right. And I'm very good at what I do. And I haven't disappointed anybody by not having mm-hmm. <laughs> cards first. So it definitely works. And I mean, you know, maybe one day that's like when I'm more comfortable even further in this, because I am constantly learning that maybe one day I'll just say, fuck it. I'll start doing reverse, but I also have OCD and I can't handle, uh, you know, my. (laughs) That's a good reason. Okay. (laughs) So can you learn tarot overnight? Probably not. (laughs) It doesn't sound Um, like it. (laughs) But like anything, it's going to take practice. Like I, I just mentioned, I'm still constantly learning new interpretations. And that's the beautiful thing about tarot. No matter how you shuffle it, it's always going to tell a new story. Yeah. So do you do you think tarot tells can tell the future? I think it definitely can. Um, but you shouldn't be coming to a reader to find out the future. Uh, I see it more as a spiritual guidance tool. And the reason why I say it can tell the future but not is we all have free will. So what if you came to me and you were like, how do I find the love of my life? And I tell the cards tell you. And then you do the fucking opposite. Well, which I see lots from people. And they're like, well, you told me this but I went and did this instead. And I'm like, well, that's why it didn't turn out the way that it said. But we, And also too, if there are other people that are involved in the reading, like maybe you're reading about a potential lover specifically or a family member, they have free will too. And this story can change every day. So that's why I say it's much more, um, it's much more beneficial to use it as spiritual guidance to be like, I'm going to win the millions on the jackpot this weekend. Nah. Totally. I think that's wise. I mean, there's so many, there are infinite possibilities to how the future can roll out. And as you said, uh, our free will is what influences that. And then the intermingling of that from all the players involved. So, oh, and it influences me on a regular basis. Like, yeah. I, like I still read for myself and it is very hard to read for yourself because you're negotiating with your brain and you're like, oh, you know, whereas a stranger comes in and I can just read them like that no problem. And then they leave and they're like, <laughs> and they leave crying. It's really good. Um, but for yourself, you're like, well, it could be this or it could be this, you know, um, but I'm constantly learning. It's it's great. Yeah, so true. Um, so we're going to put some links of sites that you like for learning extended meanings uh, for our mm. listeners. Um, do you have an offer for our listeners today? Fuck yeah, I do. So for the whole month of October, if you message me, I'll give you 15% off my 30-minute readings. And you can either drop me a line on Instagram or you can email me at deathmothtarot at gmail.com. It's my side hustle. Help me feed my kittens. And if there's actually any interest out there, I I would love to do this one day. I would consider teaching a class to learn tarot as well, because there's so much more than just like these quick hits. This is like basically if you've never picked up a deck before and you don't know where to start and you're like, oh, my God, there's so much. How am I ever going to remember this? So this is, you know, the numerology, the elements there. They'll be your best friend, at least in learning the, the minor arcana and just remember the fool's journey story. 
But I do want you to branch out. I do want you to go look up meanings when you're comfortable. A lot of a lot of readers today are like, you don't need to go learn all that. Yes, you do. Well, I think that just adds so much more depth to the experience, right? Rather than it just being very superficial, that's when you really get into the- It goes much yeah. further than keywords and, and whatnot. 100%, 100%. I mean, that's the difference between seeing a novice and a master. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a uh, masturbator. <laughs> Come on, I can't. These woo-woo shows, I can't be my full perverted self. Uh, well, sometimes can. you can. Sometimes you can. I will just, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad in a show around tarot, you managed to throw something in. Good for you. <laughs> but I also want to give a pitch for Leah. She is a phenomenal tarot reader. Uh, she's read Thank for you. me. And um, yeah, she has just really on point intuitive skills. And um, yeah, and it's just like, it's it's so fascinating to use it as a medium for just understanding yourself and how life is unfolding for you better. So do it. That's what I uh, say. Do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah. I won't have a husky voice and, and like, don't be, uh, you know, don't be upset that we don't live in the same country. I don't, I don't really like hanging out with people in general. So all of my readings we do virtually anyways, it still works out. <laughs> well, you know, I'd say that the husky voice might be an upsell, so you never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> catch my my Vegas germs. <gasps> Anyways, that just about wraps up. So you want to read tarot? If you have any questions or anything like that, reach out. I love nerding out about this shit. Next week on the Radical Sex Witches, still something spooky, but my brain hasn't recovered from Vegas yet, so your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. <laughs>Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.